Well, when some of you see that video, it makes you think, hey, uh, am I ready for that step? If you think you are, if you've made a confession and, and made a decision to follow Christ, you need to be baptized, just like what you saw on the screen. Come down, talk to us down front. There'll be some pastors down front to talk to you after the service. We'd love to guide you through that decision. We have our next baptism service coming up on December the 13th, and we would love to have you participate in that. Well, about 10 days ago, I had a parade in my honor. I did. There was music, dancing. It wasn't just for me. There were 40 other people with me, but we got off of this boat just off the coast of Ecuador, and I had my youngest daughter with me, and these kids were lined up in this little community in this, on this small island of 5,000 people, they were lined up on the dock and they were clapping, they were playing music, and then there's no cars on this island. And, and so we got to the end of the dock and they had uh, kind of like a rickshaw taxi, except it was a motorcycle, and, and they got on there with the drums and all the stuff. And they, then we had a parade right down the middle of the street. And people were uh, in their houses looking out, applauding us, and I felt like, this is awesome. I mean, can I get these people to come home with me? This makes me feel really good. And we went down these dirt streets, jumping over mud holes, until we got to this little church building that was no bigger than just the centerpiece right here. And they danced for us. They talked to us, and, and they were letting us know that our community is different because the church is here. We spent some time there and then we broke off into smaller groups and we went to visit members of the church in their homes. My daughter and I went in this one home that it was nothing but a shack. It's up on stilts because every day when the tide comes in, all the, the water's underneath all the houses. There's this stench of stagnant water and sewer. And we walk in this single mom's house which would not even qualify as an outbuilding to us. She has three kids, and she's telling us how much the church means to her. And I'm looking around, and there's no furniture in the house. There's one handmade hammock in the room we were in. And I look around, and I can tell there's only three rooms or so, and there's zero furniture. She has no bed. They sleep on the floor covered with a, just a blanket that someone had given them. And that's how... Like 95% of the people are going to live on that island. And we're not supposed to give out money, but in my pocket, I probably had enough money, which was maybe 100 bucks, to buy a mattress for everybody in the family. And they say, don't give them money. It, it kind of hurts our mission here. And I understand that. They don't want people to see the church as a source to go get free stuff. And so they said, don't do that. If you want to give it, give it to us, and we'll give it out accordingly. And I'm thinking, Heck with it, I'm breaking the rules. You know, I'm taking the money out. And I was wanting to stick $20 bills between the wood in the house. You know, while everybody was praying, I was thinking, I'm just gonna step out of this prayer and I'm gonna put $20 bills in the house. I didn't do it, even though I really, really wanted to. But we prayed for this lady and she told us what she wanted us to pray for. She wanted us to pray for health. She wanted us to pray for her children. She wanted us to pray for their income so they could become self-sufficient. And right as we were getting ready to leave, after we'd all encircled her and put our hands on her shoulders and prayed for her, she said something else. And the translator said, wait a minute, she wants to know how she can pray for you. And every American in that circle, you could see tears welling up in everybody's eyes. Here's a lady in the middle of one of the most impoverished places I've ever been in my life, and I've been to several. 
And she's saying, how can I pray for you? So we tell her. And then she holds her arms out around us and she prays for our children. She prays for our health. She prays for our safety. And I'm walking away from that house on these planks that you got to be careful not to fall down into the water. And I'm thinking, why did they have a parade for us? Why did all these children just want to hold our hands and walk through the streets? Why did they put on this show that was a big deal for them or dancing and they made us these little gifts out of paper that were too fragile to even bring home? Why did she pray for us? So I'm asking one of the guys with compassion, the group we traveled there with, why do they do all this? And he said, oh, they're, they're just so thankful that people's generosity has brought the church here. It's not just transformed their eternity, it's transformed their lives today and changed them that now they know there's a God who loves them and values them and it changes everything about them and they just want to express gratitude. And I thought, if there was a way I could transplant that to here or all of you to go there with me next time. That would be really awesome to experience that and see people expressing gratitude with so little in their life. It would have an impact on you that's, that's irreversible. Maybe over the past few days as we've thought about gratitude and thankfulness, as, but before the shopping started, at whatever, three o'clock on Thursday, before the over, over uh, having to uh, reheat everything and, and have leftovers on Friday, before the football games, before you think, if my family doesn't just go ahead and leave now, I don't think I can you know, make it another moment, before you got to all of that, before all of that, we're, we were supposed to be celebrating a time in our culture where we practice gratitude, where we think about the things that we're thankful for and we celebrate those things. But it's interesting that the more we get, the harder it is to do that. So this morning, if you walked in struggling with anger, maybe resentment, not being content, you know, ready for people to leave your home, if if you struggle with that, I want to challenge you today to take one last moment to, this morning and think about gratitude. Because it's gratitude that will affect your attitude. That's what I want to talk about today. We're going to do things a little bit different. If you're here for the first time, I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes and, and we're going to share a time of communion. I'm going to explain what that is. But I want us to think about for just a minute, gratitude. And, and now we try to teach our kids gratitude from a very small age, right? We, when somebody gives them something when they're small, we say, now what do you say, honey? What are you supposed to say? And their little mouth's supposed to say, thank you. And then somehow they think, okay, if I say thank you, I get more stuff. So, you know, they get really good at it really fast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But what if in your life there was a deeper expression of gratitude? Of course we want our kids to learn that because we don't want them to grow up little snot-nosed brats expecting free stuff all the time and not experiencing thankfulness. We're going to look at a story from the life of Jesus where someone expressed gratitude to him and some people didn't. This story is important enough to be included in the New Testament book of Luke. It's in Luke 17 Beginning at verse 11, I'll just read the first part of it. It says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. 
As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, leprosy was this highly contagious disease that if you got it, it was a lifetime thing. People normally wouldn't, wouldn't get rid of leprosy once they had it. They were pushed outside the community, had to tell their family and everyone they ever knew goodbye, and they had to go live in a leper colony. And they had to wrap their, their, their body up because fingers would fall off, nose would rot off. It was a nasty, nasty disease. And they weren't even allowed to be around healthy people. If a healthy person came near them, they had to yell out, unclean. They had to say, I'm unclean, so they would know, steer clear of this person. And so at a distance, they see Jesus and say, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus looked at these 10 men with sympathy, and he said, go show yourselves to the priests, because that was the law of the day. If you thought you were healed of anything, leprosy included, you had to go to the priest, and if the priest said they're clean, then you could go back home. So he told them, go do what you're supposed to do to be declared clean. And it says that after, so what they did was obey what he said to do, and it says they were cleansed of their leprosy. And from this point on, these 10 men are now in two categories. Because they're now healed and they have a choice. What are they going to do with this healing that they just received? The first category was this category of being ungrateful. So some of these men were ungrateful. You know what it looks like to be ungrateful? Ungratefulness can show itself in many different ways. Sometimes it's through being negative. Sometimes it's through uh, being argumentative. Sometimes it's through complaining. Sometimes it's just through being so focused on self and what self wants. And that's what some of these men, that's the group some of them were in. They were ungrateful. They would have been the people that only were concerned about themselves. So whatever happened, they got healed and they took off. And then there's another category that only one guy was in from this group of 10. And that's the story, or that's the category of gratefulness. So what I want us to do is I talk through this story and think about what these two categories are like. Put yourself in one of those. Now, everybody's going to put themselves in, well, I'm the grateful one. Of course, that's me. But think about which of those attitudes are displayed in your life. So you've got the ungrateful group and the grateful group. Here's how the grateful one guy that was grateful, here's what happened to him. Verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And so Jesus is making light of the fact that this Samaritan who was hated by Jews who didn't get along with Jews, but when you got leprosy, it didn't matter you're Samaritan or Jew, you're put in the same colony. And the only one who was a foreigner, who was a Samaritan out of the 10, is the one that came back. The one that everybody watching would have assumed wouldn't because they would have said he was ungodly. He was the one who came back to Jesus to say, thank you. So something's different about these two groups. 
both went away and both got healed. But one of them said, hold, hold on, wait a minute. I didn't do this on my own. Somebody did this for me. So he turns around and goes back, one guy, and expresses his gratitude. As the story goes on, he got a lot of benefit for expressing his gratitude. Before he enjoyed what Jesus had done for him, he expressed gratitude. It's true that in our lives, gratitude can really help your life in a positive way. It makes a difference. There, there's seven big things that really happen to you, according to Amy Morin, who's a business psychotherapist. So she analyzes people in the business world and says, okay, people who operate with gratitude, there's seven things that are displayed in their life. Among those are more open door to relationships, greater physical health, greater psychological help. She found out that gratitude actually enhances empathy and reduces aggression. So when your anger is coming up inside of you that you just, you think you're going to blow, you stop and think, okay, what do I have to be thankful for? What, how can I express gratitude? Gratitude improves self-esteem and increases mental strength. And this one guy recognized the source of his healing and he went back to say, thank you. What that must have meant to Jesus for someone to come back and say thanks. I was cleaning out my office a couple of weeks ago at home and I found this little container and I opened it up and it was thank you notes for my girls when they could barely write. And they were thanking me for all these different things, ice cream, and, and all, I don't know what they wanted or something, but they were thanking me for a bunch of stuff. And I remember reading through those, and I remembered getting them. And, the, you know, when your kids say thank you, I mean, sometimes if you're, a, if you're a kid in here, teenager, say thank you to your parents. Watch what happens. Life will get easier for you. Make a habit. I mean, today won't count, okay, because I just told you. But make it a habit and watch what happens? Do the words, thank you, come out of your mouth easily? Do the words, hey, I just want to say thank you for doing that. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for being here, whatever. Do those come out of your mouth easily or do you find anger and frustration? Do you gravitate towards the category that the nine were in? where they were only thinking about themselves and they were only thinking about the effect of what they received on themselves? Or do you gravitate towards the category the one guy was in who just simply came back and said, thank you? If you deal with anger, if you deal with resentment, gratitude will neutralize that. And just try it. Just try it. Maybe it's the person that you're riding home in the car with from church, you know. You need to look at them and say, thank you. Have I ever said thank you for this? Thank you for being who you are. Just try it. Try sending the text, or better yet, like get out a pen and a piece of paper, write a note, buy a stamp, they still make them, put it in an envelope, and send it to somebody. Some of the best ministry decisions that I have made was sitting in my office, early in the week saying, hey, thanks for serving. I saw you do this. I saw you do that. And send that to somebody. And the stories I've heard from that of just, hey, 
I got that thank you note at a very difficult time. And one little expression of gratitude can make a big difference. So in your life, is there a boss that brings anger up inside of you or, or frustration? Try, try saying thank you. A teacher that, when that teacher walks in the room, your anxiety level goes through the roof. A parent, a kid, <laughs> a spouse. Is there somebody in your life that needs to hear that? Who is it for you that needs to hear grateful words? Because your gratitude impacts your attitude. So which, which category would you be in today? Would you be in the one that doesn't express gratitude, that has a hard time saying the words thank you to whoever? Or would you be in the one that says, you know, it's easy. I just see where the source of blessing is in my life and I go to that source and I say thank you. Every week, we take a time to remember what Christ has done for us in our service we call it communion. The band's gonna come out and they're gonna play and we're gonna share in this time together. Not only is this a time to, to remember, it's a time to express our gratitude, our thankfulness to Christ for what he has done for us. If you're not yet a follower of Christ, it's a time you can just sit there when other people are taking and, and you can reflect on what I've said or the words of the song that you see on the screen. And think about what Christ is doing in your life. But for those of you who have made the decision that you are a follower of Christ and you've allowed him to forgive your sins, this is a time for us to remember and express our gratitude for what he's done for us. Those of us who follow Christ need to remember on a regular basis our spiritual poverty because we all experience it maybe you're right in the middle of it and today we're going to have this extended time of communion not just to express gratitude but also to remember why we do that in each corner of the room there's a table and there's two elements on the table there's bread and there's juice and that represents Christ's sacrifice for us it's a time for us to remember because it's easy to forget. So if you found yourself in the category of the ungrateful nine, it's not because you're a bad person. Maybe it's because you forget. Every time I'm in a place like I described to you a couple minutes ago, and I see extreme poverty, and I see the, the great difference between what I have and how I live and what they have, I journal the same words every time. God don't let me forget because I do because I come home and whatever pressures of life whatever material things I want to go for I forget about that lady who had nothing and said can I pray for you and I always ask God don't let me forget what you've done for me what you're doing in that lady's life don't let me forget to express my gratitude to you daily. And I think when Jesus was gathered with his disciples and he asked us to have this, this time of communion every time we gathered, I think he did that because he didn't want us to forget and he knew how easy it would be 
for us to get so busy with life we would just forget. So I want to challenge you today. As you think about how you need to express gratitude, express your gratitude to Christ for what he's done for you. And as the band starts this next song, just just get up and you've got four or five minutes to do so. Go to one of the tables, take the elements, and remember all that Christ has done for you. If for some reason you you can't get up or you don't want to get up and you just want to take it there at your seat, it's in the seat backs right in front of you. You can take it right there. But I would hope that most of you would get up and walk to the table and let that be a symbol of saying, thank you, God, for allowing Christ in my life. And you take and remember.